0: We've brought in Anthony Broom from uh, the Wolverine on three to to talk about that. Anthony, thanks for joining me on the huge show. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the win over the Spartans and, and J.J. McCarthy and his draft stuff. But we got to start with the the sign stealing scandal, whatever it may be. Uh, give me your latest what you're hearing on, on what's going on uh, in Michigan and from perhaps for the NCAA.
1: I'll say is I feel like the last two times I've talked to you, it's been amid some kind of scandal at Michigan. It has been. Uh, is it, is we got to stop, stop meeting this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as far, I know pretty much what's out there now, uh, given the, the ESPN report on, on Monday afternoon. Um, you know, Connor Stallions bought, allegedly bought 30 tickets in his own name uh, to 11 Big Ten schools over the last few years. Uh, sounds like he was sending, you know, he wasn't there. He's been a guy that's been on the Michigan sidelines, but uh, sounds like he was sending uh, people, associates, known friends, trusted agents, whatever you want to call it, uh, to attend these games. And the allegation is that whoever was there, his name was also filming the, si- the opposing sidelines. So uh, a lot of questions on that, a lot of gray area right now in terms of you know, the NCAA rules on in-person scouting, in terms of what is actually, you know, who is actually a, like a university represent or a, a program representative when it comes to being at these games and filming these games and obtaining this information. So um, right now, just a lot of, I have more questions than answers. Like a lot of people do. I know, um, you know, some people are quick to jump to conclusions and to say, you know, vacate the last three years and shut down the program and this coaching staff needs to go. I need more information. Um, I think it's, you know, it's the old Ted Lasso quote, right? Be curious, not judgmental. I want to see where this goes next. Uh, But right now, I mean, in the rosiest possible picture or outcome for Michigan, it's still a major, major red flag. And it's also part of that is that this is just a guy that went rogue and was trying to, you you know, court favor among the coaching staff. Um, you know, there are questions about. There's there are a ton of questions about that too. When he was making fifty five grand a year, buying thousands of dollars of tickets in tickets each year. So, and, and that's that's, know, that that's exactly
0: where I wanted you to go with it. And I thank you for for reading my mind there. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a level a staffer at his level is not somebody who's going to be able to afford these tickets, especially at places like Ohio State, Penn State. uh, That money's got to be coming from somewhere. is is there going to be any paper trail that leads back to the Michigan program and or Jim Harbaugh? And like, so my take on it is I think Harbaugh probably had some awareness of what was going on, but I don't think he authorized. I don't think he was explicitly saying, I don't think he's that dumb, but clearly a guy in, in whatever his names, his name sounds like a fake name. And I can't believe that he didn't use a fake name Um, because if, if he was using a fake name, that would be a great one to use. But, there's there's a paper trail, and is is that what's concerning Michigan right now? Is is where that paper trail leads to?
1: I think that's a big part of it. Um, and again, I don't want to completely rule out that this was happening on his own dime too. I mean, it's a guy that, based on what's out there and what we know, uh, someone who really was kind of traveling on his own dime as a, like a volunteer uh, before he was hired by Michigan, uh, you know, to go to games and 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 things like that. So. I mean, if you're not doing anything all year, and you're just kind of... Um, again, I'm just speculating here. I don't know so, if you're so let me ask you mom this: Mom and
0: Dad, what is his general role
1: within the Michigan program? I mean, he's listed as a recruiting analyst, but he's their side-stealing guy. Like, they're everyone. <laughs> it, it's well known that he, you know a lot of staffs have a designated guy on staff that is, you know, it, you're kind of a key cog in that chess match because it does happen everywhere, right? Like, absolutely, the issue at hand isn't the isn't the sign stealing itself. It's the means by which you are gaining, you know, the knowledge and the Intel and this information. So um, based on what I know, like he was that guy, he was responsible for, uh, you know, not only kind of decoding what other teams were doing, but also making sure Michigan signs didn't get stolen. So um, that's, and I know over the summer too, like he's, he's also been a key cog in, in terms of, uh, you know, pitching NIL to recruits and things like that. So um, that's kind of my understanding of what his role has been. Um, No, certainly I think he was hired as an analyst in a full-time capacity, I think prior to last season, but uh, he has been with the program for, for a few years in, in, you know, in a couple of, at least going back to, before the COVID season. I mean, I remember seeing him on the sideline and I don't know him personally, just seeing and knowing who it was uh, sometime in 2019. And I'm sure it goes back before that too, but that's my understanding of what his role uh, with the program has been.
0: Talking with Anthony Bruin from on three network Wolverine. Well, yeah, easy for me to say Wolverine at on three network. I'm still tongue tied by, by Connor stallions being a real name and not a pseudonym. Um, so just to be clear, and this is something that I think this is where some of the gray area, this is where Michigan fans are pushing back. Like you, you brought it up. Everybody steals st- steals signs. I can't talk today. I need more coffee. Everybody steals signs. It's not illegal to steal signs. Like if I want to go to a game right now on, I'm, I'm an Ohio Bobcat. If I want to go, our rival is Miami. If I want to go sit on Miami at, where I can see their signs and, you know, Hey, the octopus means this. The duck means this. The, the picture of Bob Huggins means this. I can write that down and I'm fine if I deliver that to, to the Bobcat program, Coach Tim Albin, Mac Coach of the Year coming up. You know, I'll know that's gonna happen. But if I record it with my phone or some covert device, you know, the 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 Google vision glasses or whatever, that's illegal. And and that's where they're getting into trouble with this, correct?
1: Well, and also too, like the gray areas that you, you in that scenario, aren't a representative of the university. You're just a fan who went and filmed stuff and saw stuff and sent it in. And and based on my understanding of the rule, technically that would be fair game. Um, Again, there's a lot of gray area here, maybe the grayest of areas, honestly. So um, again, I mean, if, if it's, it's, it's hard to tell, you know this is there's no precedent for this, like that's the crazy thing too and um you know we can argue the merits of you know the spirit of the rule and and what's the purpose of the rule the fact of the matter is it was a rule, and in the rosiest possible outcome for Michigan, the rule was you know the line was straddled straddled heavily here um in the rosiest picture, uh you know, if not outright broken so to me, again, it's just it's this gray area, right? And you know, there's going to be more info, information that comes out. Um, there's going to be plenty of leaks, uh, plenty of information, plenty of reporting, uh, whether it be you know from what evidence has been submitted to the NCAA um, and things like that. So that's kind of the issue at hand: um, is who was going to these games? Was you know was this being bankrolled? By Connor Stallions or someone else, or, um, yeah, it, it's tough to say. Like, that's just information I'm not privy to. So, to sit here and speculate on it, it like we are, that's one thing, but I can't say for certain yet what's going on. And, and I just, I need more information.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate your restraint on that and your professionalism because uh, there are some people who are willing to run with that. And uh, I'm glad you're not one of them because I'm not one of them either. Uh, we'll get some resolution in time, hopefully sooner than later. But it's it's taken away from a monumental, like shellacking of Michigan State, and I think that the the, the enormity and just the complete devastation in that win, it really looked like a varsity team playing an eighth grade team uh, in high school football level. Like it, it was that overwhelming, like that obvious that that Michigan was just that much better. It, how is the team focusing? Are, are they able to, to celebrate that a little bit and, and you know, understand that, yeah, we, we did fantastic on the field, or are they sort of caught up in this too?
1: Uh, well, it's easy to look that way when you have all the signs. <laughs> <For> all that <laughs> last few days. Um, that's, yeah, I, to go back to the team, I, I mean, I think to their credit, I mean, those players um, – First of all, I mean, these players have no knowledge of things like this. Like honestly. Like they are focused on doing what they're coached to do, going out there, executing the game plan, and getting out, you know, getting out with a victory. And when you look at player execution, I mean and maybe execution is the word. I mean, that was wire to wire dominance, the likes of which we you know, we've seen this here for Michigan, but you know, to to go into Spartan Stadium, a hundred years of Spartan Stadium and hand them their most lopsided home loss in program history is impressive by any measure of it. I mean, and it wasn't like, you know, they were ripping off 75-yard touchdowns and 60-yard touchdowns. I know they had to pick six, but it was clinical. It was surgical. And when we talk about this Michigan schedule, you know, a lot of the discussion has been around, oh, well, they haven't played anyone. Well, if that's the narrative is, how you perform against those teams is, is a lot more important than, than who the team is. Like it, it, it has to be thorough. It has to be dominant. And this was their most dominant effort yet. And again, I think those players, the way they locked in and kind of quite frankly, kind of rallied around what's going on, uh, I think deserves to be commended. I mean, there's still a human element in all of this. Again, there's a lot of, you know, there are players that are learning stuff in real time, the way that we are um i, I again it's just
0: that, that's newer. a tough spot for them to be in too uh you know because they're going to get asked questions and they're they're going to know even less than we do quite frankly because that that's uh, I, college students don't f- pay attention to that kind of stuff they're they're more worried about you know you know, when can I get my next video game time on? You know, when when do I get a downtime? What am I having for breakfast tomorrow? That that sort of thing is a lot more in their minds than than what's going on with things way out of their control with the program. Talking with Anthony Broom from uh, the On Three Network, Wolverine On Three, uh, about Michigan, want to want to get your thought on JJ McCarthy. I have uh, as a draft guy, uh, I am learning to love him more and more. I thought the way that he's played in the last two three games has been superb. I think he bounced back very nicely from a, a kind of an off day at Bowling Green. Uh, your thoughts on, on where he's improved a lot, like technically um, and, and just, you know, how well he's playing right now.
1: I mean, the it, it's night and day. I mean, we saw kind of glimpses of him taking a step forward late last year when Blake Horn, uh was injured and, and out for the rest of the season. But, you know, this year outside of that Bowling Green game where he just kind of vomited up, Apparently all of the mistakes he possibly could have <laughs> in these first eight weeks of the season, uh, he's been, we talked surgical clinical. That's what he has been. Um, and I know he doesn't have the dropbacks that a lot of these other, you know, pro prospect quarterbacks have, but you know, you go on and look at some of those advanced numbers. I mean, he's right up there in terms of EPA and, and all those types of things. Like he is their most valuable player and one of the most valuable players in college football. So you know, where I look at where, where he's improved, I think it's, you know, the game has clearly slowed down for him. I think that he's been more decisive as a runner, too, you know, knowing when to roll out, knowing when to just pull the ball and, and make a play on your own. And the thing is, too, I mean, where he's been so good is when, you know, that scramble drill type play where you got to roll out, you got to make something happen. He's always keeping his eyes down the field. And, you know, for me, I mean, if I'm – I, you know, there, there'll be debate with the guys, you know, you know, you're, you're the draft guys that, you know, who is he better than so-and-so is he better than this? Is he you know, where's the rank? But, you know, you look at what he's doing right now. I mean, arm talent, check, accuracy, check, mobility, check, intangibles, check. Like he checks all of those boxes. So, you know, to me, I mean, you watch him play and, Again, I know he can technically come back next year, but you, you watch how he's played compared to, you know, some of the other guys in this class. And I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to be playing on Sundays next year. And he's going to be playing on Sundays for a long time, because I really do think that, you know, we can have questions about upside and, and decision-making and things like that. But he does, to me, if I'm an evaluator, he checks pretty much all those boxes. It's been really impressive to watch.
0: I'm with you on that. And just as, a, as an aside, Caleb Williams, the last two weeks, last three weeks, actually, two touchdown passes, three interceptions, uh, and they've lost two games. Not saying, just saying. Uh, McCarthy is, is looking fantastic for me from for, through NFL draft eyes, and I agree with you. I think the decision-making that he's showing uh, is a big step, and that's something that that's going to help them win in Happy Valley. It's going to help them you know, beat Ohio State, who I think they match up very well with on paper, even though I think... I'll get your take on this. My my thought is, is that Ohio State and Michigan have roughly equivalent talent, but the quarterback position is one area where Michigan has a huge advantage. And I also think that they just they match up well with what uh with what Ohio State doesn't do well. And uh it, it looks like both teams are steamrolling towards a, a I, I don't want to overlook Purdue. You know, I don't want to don't want to diss Penn State or Maryland too much because Maryland's kind of dangerous, but it sure looks like that game, uh, what is that, Thanksgiving weekend, is going to be for for the Big Ten title. Um, your early, early thoughts on how Michigan might match up with Ohio State there. I guess I don't talk to you again before then.
1: Yeah, uh, the early thoughts, I mean, uh, their defense is, is definitely improved from last year. I think they're playing a little more physically. Um, offensive line, though, I mean, I have questions about that. They can't really run the football. Kyle McCord is, you know, the numbers are are good, but you know, he's, he's kind of a notch or two below that the talent they've had a quarterback, but yeah. it's those playmakers. I mean, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Incredible. Uh, Cade Stover, maybe the best tight end in college football, not named Brock Bowers. No disrespect to Michigan's guys. Um, yeah, so Michigan's playing pretty well there too. <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, they still have that firepower. And I think at some point, you know, and maybe it, it doesn't get there because because of Kyle McCord's feeling or what he's shown so far. But I think if Ohio State can just be the Ferrari that it is and stop by trying to be a snowplow, they, they could give Michigan some real problems. And and even then, you know, we, we saw how the game has gone the last couple of years. Like Michigan's just found a way to get it done. But yeah, I mean, you look at that Penn State Ohio State game, um, to me, I mean, the game at Penn state is still going to be a battle, tough place to play physical football team, very good defense, but Michigan, Ohio state is, is going to be for all the marbles. And given that, you know, to be frank with you, a lot of these leaks coming out right now are from Columbus. There's even more. No, really. Right now. So uh, just a, just a hunch, just a suspicion. Um, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that their head coaches accused Clemson and Georgia of stealing signs over the last year. That's neither here nor there. Um, like they're
0: not doing, like, I, God, it's, it's, hard, a, it's hard. So I'm, I'm, so I went to high school know. in Columbus. I went to the same high school as Trey Burke, uh, Columbus, Northland, the paranoia that comes from that city, like, like there's, there's a fair amount. I'm not going to absolve Ann Arbor from this, but the paranoia that comes out of that program is just crazy. And it's it's ratcheted up a notch with Ryan Day at coach. It's, it's frustrating.
1: Yeah. So there's. I mean, <laughs> To me, I mean, the past, the more paranoid you are about stuff happening to you, maybe the more you might be are doing something that you shouldn't be as well. Bingo. Yeah, just, punch, <laughs> just a theory. Um, but yeah, I, I think I do think November 25th is going to be a battle. Um, that's one that Ryan Day absolutely has to win. It's one that, you know, we're given everything that's going on. Michigan has to win. I mean, both teams are going to be desperate to win that game, and I don't necessarily know that both. You know, there's a path for the loser to sneak into the playoff like they did last year. So, I'm excited for it. Um, we'll see what happens, uh, but
0: and again, we're we're uh, not looking past Penn State. But if Michigan's defense can do anything close to what Penn State's, di- uh, what Ohio State's did against Penn State. I'm not worried about Drew Aller beating Michigan, because uh, he's not. He's not going to. And they don't have the weaponry to, to to counter that either. So, I again, you don't want to look too far forward, but uh, I appreciate your insight on, on the Ohio State matchup. Uh, Anthony Broom from the On3 Network, Wolverine On3, talking to Michigan with us. Thanks for joining us, man. And if I don't talk to you again before that Ohio State game, I'm going to hold you to what you just said uh, as gospel, even though it's more than a month away. <laughs>
1: That's totally fine. Hopefully, the next time we chat, uh, it's not amid scandal and turmoil. But I would love to talk so to you right about
0: now. Michigan going to wherever they're going in the postseason, and maybe some basketball too, because I know you're a big basketball guy too.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. But hey, we'll see what uh, we'll see what the future holds.